from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Hey, Jeff! Hey, Aaron! Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Aaron Catano. I am Jeff Stormer. This, this is a podcast where Jeff and I put on our best dark wizard hats. We put on our robes, and that's it. Just a robe. Yeah, you know, it's like a bathroom. I just, I've stepped out of the shower. Um, I gotta be a little quiet because I'm still in the pier one. I've sort of taken up a living situation. <laughs> Is everything okay over there, Jeff? Uh, I'm going through a rough, a rough patch, but it's fine. We'll just, let's dive in. I don't want to just let, dig too much, hold on. Okay, we're good. Okay, we're good. They didn't see me. We're good? Okay, good. Let's dive into a prompt. All right. Uh, so this week... I am so excited to not have an intro and just get right to the fucking shit because yeah. uh this week's prompt is from Twitter user Plantbird our our beloved favorite artist uh Dave Lepreau the prompt this week is catch cavalier the world's most charming necromancer okay emoji skull emoji it's important that we specify that. Yeah, I imagine a skull and a top hat and cane given that okay hand. Well, all right then, fellas. Well, all right then, fellas. Let's start the show. No, 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 no. And then he does like the skeleton chatter. <laughs> that should open every show. It's like, ah, oh, welcome on, all my fantasy children. Hey, yo. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my rectum. Yeah. And there's a terrible joke like, ah. I would shake your hand, but I'm all bones. I don't know a skeleton joke. That joke's older than I am. <laughs> and it's like, all right, Skelly, all right. <laughs> That's everybody's new favorite character, Skelly. Skelly. It's like we are at that point in the show where we're desperate for material, so we add in a third <laughs> character, and it's, well, it's all Skelly bones. <laughs> Let's <laughs> check in with old Skelly. He opens a little window and is like, ah, God. What do you think of this prompt? My jaw just fell off. Oh, oh, Skelly. Uh, All right. Uh, so, Skelly aside. So, so, let's put aside Skelly for now. Yeah, let's put aside Skelly for now. We'll of loop course back. He'll back. Yeah, he'll, of course, has to come back to save our ratings. So, Catch Cavalier. Yes. The world's most charming necromancer. Now, Jeff, a lot of a lot of fantasy worlds and a lot of things have necromancers in them, and they're... They're dark wizards who summon the dead in the form of zombies and... (laughs) (laughs) Throwing some shade, I like it. I am throwing some... I'd live to throw some motherfucking fantasy shade. But ours... I know we we on the Discord, if you haven't taken a read of our Discord, if you can sort through all the nonsensical horse poopies, um, you'll see Uh, Do you mean great web hashtag content? Oh, no, it's fantastic hashtag content, hashtag all my fantasy children, hashtag content. Yes. Hashtag fire. But we wrote a butt ton yeah, about we, necromancers. We, we Yeah, we kind of came up with a whole concept for how necromancy works with, like, the idea of the ley lines and magic. It it It's real interesting. Yeah. And as a brief, brief recap. Yeah. A necromancer. You are either born a necromancer or you're not. As a child, 
necromancers often start hearing certain voices in their heads, certain calls, certain sounds. And as they hear them, they can choose to call back out to them or not. But as a necromancer develops their magical powers, they are hearing the voice of the ley line. Now, Jeff, do you want to go over what happens to a person in fantasy when they die? Yeah, absolutely. The thing about fantasy and dying is when you when you die, there's no like realm of the dead. There's no like other world that you go to. What happens is your life force, your energy, your spirit returns to the ley line from which you were created. But the thing is, is that depending on who you were in life and how strongly you believed in the things you believed in, then your essence affects that ley line, which then echoes out over the rest of the world. This doesn't necessarily mean you have to be, like, a great and powerful hero or villain. It just means you have to believe in something strong enough that your essence then radiates out. The things you do in life and the things you believe in matter and echo out into eternity. Yes, and that's that's fucking beautiful one, Jeff. Uh, by the way, Jeff wrote that, and it is phenomenal. Uh, so what that means for necromancy is that uh, a necromancer can hear the voices of the dead and the, the, the lives that these people have lived floating through the ley line. And I, I, I compare it to um, the Matrix movies, how they can read code and decipher what it means. A necromancer can hear these scattered voices from the planet and piece them together into a vessel they basically are using their magic to take these voices, translate what they're hearing, and create a shape out of it with their magic. And hopefully it's an accurate interpretation of the person that was once alive. Yeah, it's real. It's it's based on a lot of like, the, the analogy that I would use is like tracing back an echo or like looking at a pond, Ooh. following the ripples and and and, and sort of... Not pulling the stone out, yeah, but being able to like look at the stone and be like, it was about baseball sized. Only a necromancer can see the stone and see the life that it lived and the various nicks and bruises on it. Yes. And hopefully uh, create an accurate representation or can be a total dick and not make an accurate representation. All right. So now that we have our necromancers who are very artistic because they're mm-hmm. taking a message mm-hmm. and they're translating it on their canvas using magic as paint and crafting a person. Right. Um, let's get into Catch Cavalier. Yes. Who is Catch? Aaron, to really talk about who Catch is, well, let's, why don't we roll for pronouns first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lego. I'm going to use my animal D6. I feel like that's the, that's the all my fantasy children staple. That's a three. So she. Okay. So, let me ask you, Aaron, before we get into how uh, Catch Cavalier does her business. Okay. Who is the most charming? We know that she's a charm, the world's most charming necromancer. Okay. So, my question to you, Aaron, is who's the most charming person in our world? In our world, who is the most charming person? I find Kate McKinnon to be so charming. All right. All right. Well, I mean, the correct answer is the most charming person in the world is America's favorite funny man, Jay Leno. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> no! <laughs> no! Because now all I see is the chin. <laughs> oh. 
so so we've got the visual for Catch Cavalier exactly, yeah. which is Kate McKinnon. God, so it's Kate McKinnon if she played Jay Leno in an <laughs> SNL sketch. So what I'm picturing for Catch Cavalier, based on the knowledge that 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 is that Catch Cavalier <laughs> is the host of no, fantasies no. only traveling no. late night talk show. <laughs> I like how I, I have all this work and we're like putting in all this cool lore about necromancers. Like they, they can choose to be spiritual mediums of good and, you know, give people an extra minute with uh, a loved one or like, I don't know. Evil ones may craft a spirit of the dead and hang on to them to do their bidding for all eternity or like date them. I don't know. And then Jeff, uh, nah, she's a late night talk show host. That's amazing. <laughs> Hold Jeff, does she interview the spirits of the dead? Yes. Oh yes. My God! So what she does. That's so good. <laughs> so okay. what she does. All right. Is. Catch Cavalier and the Catch Cavalier show, her crew. And the band. Don't forget about yeah. the band, which is called... The Cavaliers. They're called the Cavaliers. Oh, shit. Catch Cavalier and the Cavalier band. I Oh, my. She, she and her band and her crew travel from town to town, raising the spirits of the dead, and chatting with them for a few minutes. Maybe they do a bit. Maybe they do a light, little bit of light patter. Oh. We just check in. We see how they're doing. Oh, this is a very emotional experience then. <laughs> or or <laughs> is it made light because it's such a normal thing now? Because there aren't a lot of necromancers. But is it something like when Catch Clever comes to town, is it like, I'm going to see my brother again? Or is it like, yay? Uh, I think it varies depending on, it varies person to person. Okay, that's fair. It varies like audience member to audience member. It varies spirit to spirit. Yeah. I think Catch tries to make it light and fun but doesn't have complete control like if she conjures up a spirit that's like i had business i never got to tell my parents that i love them oh, and fuck oh, so they're gonna be total bummers but bummer <laughs> there's gonna be bad guests and good guests like oh, some no, guests are good what it is is that it turns into catch what makes her so charming is she has an incredible ability to turn from like comedy to sincerity and back Ooh. So, like, if a guest starts going in that direction, it turns into one of those late night segments where, like, we're gonna get real and we're gonna have heart to heart. So, she, so she's like putting her hand on their like spirit knee. <laughs> it's like you have something to say. Do you look right into that camera right over there and <laughs> tell your sister what you've always wanted to tell her? And he's like, I want to tell you that I've always fucking hated you, Diana. <laughs> <laughs> and zooms in on Catch's face, and she's like, "Well, we'll be right back after this, y'all." And then she throws a pencil. Catch Cavalier is just like, "Well, consider me caught." No, oh, I got it. Uh, after she tells Diane to go fuck herself, basically, the spirit fades away. Like, uh, because Couch Cavalier is basically in control of this entire operation. Yeah. So, at a moment's notice, she can just like sever the <laughs> she connection. Cuts it. She cuts she cuts their mic except they then just disappear they just disappear she's like catch i'm here on your show because i really have unfinished business with my sister diane and i really want to bury the hatchet it's like oh she's like hell yeah i'm gonna get some juicy juicy beautiful tear moments with my ghost bud and then it's like diane do you remember when i told you that it was all right if you married sasha and Diane is in the audience like, mm-hmm, I, I do, I do, I do. It's such a beautiful moment. 
I loved her. So you can go fuck yourself. And then Catch Cavalier is a cute catchphrase. Like, well, that caught me off guard. Oh, oh no. It seems like my connection to you is being severed. Oh, no. Magic is a mysterious force. Goodbye. Oh, oh God. I got it. Magic is a mystery. There's always a catch. Oh, shit. So charm. But okay. <laughs> All right. So do people know how necromancers work? I'm going to assume no, because there aren't many. So they can just lie. They all can lie. I think there's definitely, and I think there are liars. I think it's important to me that there are some Charlotte necromancers doing like cold readings and stuff and being like, yeah, I'm hearing them. I'm hearing the spirit. Jeff, does Catch Cavalier lie about? What the stories are to make them more interesting for television. Is Catch Cavalier <laughs> charming because they're fucking putting on a show and basically Catch- making your loved ones say shit that they didn't actually want to say? <laughs> Holy shit, that's horrific. It yes. Is. The answer is yes. Yeah. But it's like. <laughs> this is so fucked up. <laughs> So what it is, is Catch is a true necromancer. She sees, she knows, like, your actual life. Yeah. Where the lies come in is she's making them, she's, like, amplifying the emotional experience because that makes for better drama. Yeah, like, if there's not a story there, she'll make it. It's like, it's, she's not crafting things out of whole cloth. She's just, like, she's not lying, she's embellishing. So it's like, I had a thing for Diane in high school, or I had a thing for Sasha in high school. Mm -hmm. I had a crush on her in high school. It kind of, it was a little sad when the two of you, when when she started dating Diane, like, it was a little bit sad. Mm -hmm. I was a little hurt. But, like, I saw how well well they were together, and, like, they were meant to be together. (laughs) Catch is like, hmm, (laughs) alright, what if we... (laughs) I hope you go fuck yourself, Diane. I loved Sasha more. (laughs) And he's just dragging it. The real sister is like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) like, oh my god! (laughs) But I think that the real, the real, the catch of the matter, (laughs) I think that it really is, and along the same lines that, like, people accept the dramatic storylines of wrestling in fantasy. Yeah. I think people go to catch Cav- the Catch Cavalier show kind of expecting things to get blown out of proportion oh, a little bit. I think it's like uh, there's a show, I think uh, Caso Cerrado is on like Telemundo and stuff. And then it's basically Jerry Springer meets um, Court TV. So like right, yeah. you know it's exaggerated and stupid and full of shit. But like that shit has ratings. Like it's, yeah. like, it's like watching Springer. You know it what is I mean? exactly like watching Springer. It's it's. Oh man, I'm at Springer. Like something's gonna ha- like something's gonna go wrong. So like you bring. <laughs> okay, what a horrific practice this is when they really lay it out. Because think about this: you bring the memories of your deceased loved ones, uh-huh. <laughs> but also sit there eating popcorn. Like, oh man, I hope my I hope my dad just screams at me. This is gonna be great. Grandma's about <laughs> to go off. She's about to blow her fucking stack live on television. People love it. Because she's charming. Like, she's like a natural host, right? Yeah. I think that's what's kind of fun about it, though. I I, I don't know if, uh, like, death is, of course, a sad thing in fantasy. Right. Like, you know, but I think the fun of this is uh, it, it makes, I think, because they don't know how necromancy works, I think Catch sees it as like I'm letting uh I'm letting the viewers know that their loved ones 
are like are living lives and thinking like they're still in the present, you know, that they're still mm-hmm. living on being, you know, living. They're not they're not people to be mourned over. They're still mm-hmm. living life and they're willing to pop off at a moment's notice. Don't <laughs> don't sleep on the dead is the whole catchphrase of the show. And I think the other half of it is she is getting people to laugh again at this at, you know, during like a sad experience. Oh, of course. It's bringing light. Somebody has passed on. She's like, well, we can have some fun. Like, we can still have fun even though we are sad. And I think that actually provides a really valuable service. And I think that's part of what makes her so charming. Who is it recent funerals? Like, if someone dies in town, Catch Cavalier shows up for, like, a final word? I think that's I, I think that's cute. I like that. Yeah. I, I, I like that she's a traveling, um... It's like a eulogy. It's like they yeah, give she, a yes. second eulogy. Like, the official yes. where everyone's crying. And then here comes Catch Cavalier's traveling TV wagon. And it's like, <laughs> yes! Oh, fuck yeah, I forgot. I put that in the obituary. I think you have to. It's like a lottery system. Like everybody yeah. sends in after a love. It's fucked up, but everybody sends in <laughs> after a loved one dies. A morbid practice. Yeah, this is morbid as hell. But like, fuck it. It's made up. Um, you send in like, hi. Um, my uncle Steve died, and please catch Cavalier. Come give them a second eulogy, so we can, so we can hear from them again, and maybe lighten this. You know, lift mm-hmm. this load off our shoulders of grief. Because, like, although it's, like, morbid, it is something I wish I could do. Oh, for sure. God, that'd be I fucking I think there's great. a beauty to it, yeah. Yeah, to have one last laugh and, like, but I think uh, the laugh, it's also, it's, like, laughs, you know, they pop off, like, Jerry Springer. But also there's, I think every uh, episode is a lovely interview. I think there's a proper, like, late night TV style interview for every, like, segment. Yeah. And so sometimes it goes sweet, sometimes it goes just funny. And it actually, I think in a way, it it reflects the emotional truth of, like, whomever the person was. Yeah. It's just amplified to a hundred. I love this, because this is what's leading me to, like, the Catch Cavalier show is an adorable way to help communities deal with loss. But let's talk about Catch Cavalier. Like, what brought her to do to take her power to use this? You know what I mean? What, yeah. What motivated Catch Cavalier to say... You know what? I'm hearing the voice of the beyond, and I can shape it the way I see fit. I can do some good and really help the people of fantasy who are dealing with loss. Where does that come from? Where does she come from? Where does she come from? Start at the beginning. What race? Let's let's think of a race for Catch Cavalier. I've got it. Yeah? She's an elf. Why is that, Jeff? And she's in her high tide period. So she's feeling like bulletproof and, you know, elven culture, you're, you're in the high tide. You are, you're, you're strong. You're, you're, you're vibrant. You are healthy. You're joyful. And you feel a responsibility to take care of those in low tide who are sickly and sad and depressed and weak. So Catch sees the world, uh, wants to lift them, even non-elves from their low tide yeah. after a loss. She wants to bring, she wants everyone to be in their high tide. So she, after realizing that she is has this gift, she has found a way to take what is a moment that even to someone in high tide would could destroy them and soften it and make it a celebration and make it joyful. I think that's so nice. 
I think it's really nice. It's really nice. It's also fucked up and hilarious the fact that she makes grandma like take off her shoes and club <laughs> like her son with them. But like sometimes she just pulls in like the mayor and it's just like, hey, how are you? And he's like, you know, cracking jokes. I'm great. Like, and I think it's always, it always ends on a note of like, no, I'm good though. Like, yeah. Grandma, after being like, oh, why did you bury me under the old oak tree? I hate oak trees. I'm allergic to oak. You know, at at the end of the episode is still like, but, you know, I'm doing well. Everything is great. Don't worry about yeah. me. I'm having like a that. fucking blast in the next life. Uh, I, you Maybe it's like, <laughs> using that example, maybe it's like, why'd you bury me under the oak tree? So Catch gives her, like, an axe, and they chop down a little oak tree together. Aww. And then, like, they have the, like, <laughs> like the end of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> we're just like, hey, we're all hanging out. And they're all just, like, <laughs> smiling and waving, like, It's hey, all the dead all people. Happy. Catch is in the middle, like, thank you, everybody. Thank you, good night. <laughs> good night. And everyone is just like in tears, but also like <laughs> clapping. And yeah, Jeff, do they do sketches using <laughs> the spirits of the dead? <laughs> Jeff, there's sketches involved. This is also it's a late night show. It's so a late that... night show. So there's like sketch. Here's what I'm gonna say. Okay, there are there are sketches. Yeah, but they are like <laughs> like the Jimmy Fallon show. Yeah. Where it's like, we're going to bring on a guest and you're going to throw a hot dog in a hole. They play games. Oh, my God. The dead play games. So, yes. So, with this, it's like silly and fun. Catch Cavalier knows that this all is made up. Like, she hears the voices and translates them to these vessels, these shapes, because they're just, they're just, they're not real. Like, your grandmother is not back. Right. Catch has just created her again. What it is, is that she is finding the emotional truth of it, Mm -hmm. and, like, delivering that as a way to be like, it's okay because your grandmother is okay. Or I'm trying to think of a good example. It's like, the mayor died, right? Like, the mayor is dead, but he really did love love this community, and he wanted it to be well. So I'm delivering that sentiment that I'm hearing in my head just amplifying it for entertainment, and then it turns into the mayor being like, today's gonna be Mayor Day! That's and then amazing. everybody claps. Because there is something dark, not dark, there is something sad about Catch Cavalier at all this. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so, yeah. because it, it, I don't think it's an easy life constantly hearing the cries of the dead and the whispers oh, and the voices. It's, uh, I think this is a lot of work. Uh, it's a lot of work keeping it together. And I don't yep. know how many personal relationships that Catch Cavalier can have when, uh, does Catch Cavalier craft someone to hang out with? Does Catch Cavalier have a permanent companion that is a, that is a crafted voice of the dead? Aaron? Yeah, the answer is yes. It's the head of the Cavaliers. The band leader is a spirit who has been permanently animated. Are you ready? I am. Into Skelly! Oh, boy! <laughs> He's got a little, like, guitar or a band. He's got a banjo. He's got a banjo. I play my yeah. banjo, guys. And now, everyone, the Catch Cavalier Band. Thank you, Skelly. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Catch. It all came around in the end. <laughs> God. 
Thanks for keeping me around. I don't have any choice. We're magically linked at the hip. <laughs> so, all right. I really want to talk a lot about Catch Cavalier now. Oh, yeah, for sure. The show, the show is set. You know, yeah. Skelly is Catch Cavalier's eternal companion, unfortunately. <laughs> so, Catch Cavalier travels the world helping communities deal with loss. Right. And it's a very exciting time, but Catch Cavalier's life before this, uh, are they from Moon Crescent or are they from yes. somewhere else? So they're from, I mean, Moon, they're Crescent. from Moon Crescent. And I think a lot of uh, her young life was spent, hmm, I don't think a necromancer is a class in our world, right? It's just like an ability you have. Yeah, yeah, it's like an ability. I'm seeing uh, Catch Cavalier as like a true cleric. Yeah, like I'm into maybe that. maybe worked in some like an elven hospital. Yeah, I'm into that. Was was tending to the sick and the wounded, and I think was prolonging because medicine is just prolonging the inevitable. So right. I think uh, Catch Cavalier was working so hard at keeping uh, mm. keeping people alive and just dreading the thought of losing another person, as anyone is, and witnessing just people in low tide, just bummed out. And I can't imagine being in low tide and then losing someone. That's the worst thing that can oh, happen. Oh, my God. It's the worst thing that can happen. I've got something. What you got? I think going with that, I love the idea that Catch was a doctor in, like, a hospital tending to people. Mm-hmm. I think perhaps they became sort of a, like a Patch Adams, where they were like, well, I'm going to use humor to help, like, improve these things. Yes. And they became sort of, like, locally famous, like, among the hospital and the people in the community as, well, they were the entertainer. They took the tough things that we were going through and they made them bright with light. And then as she kind of figured out that she had these abilities, it just made it put gave her a bigger venue to do the things that she was already doing I love like on a this. one-to-one scale and i can see the transition happening i see yeah. i see uh catch cavalier in a hospital uh checking the charts of a patient who may be drifting off into the next life mm-hmm. and the voices of lost patients and the figures of lost patients are just in the hospital like sitting in the waiting room and she knows, like, she knows that that's them. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, she she hears these voices calling to her, and she just hears these distorted and, you know, scattered lives being told. And I think one of them may have mentioned that my life was pretty great. You know, I, I may have gotten sick. I may have fallen into low tide. I have no regrets because you know what? When I was in the hospital... A young woman took very good care of me, and my last days on Earth were full of joy and laughter, and that is something that I will never trade for anything in this world. And I think that's when Catch Cavalier was like, I know exactly what I can give to people who are still still with us. I can see a really beautiful transition where it's like, starts out with Catch just like, not even conjuring things, but just, like, chatting with people and sort of giving them advice. Yeah. Then it turned into, like, conjuring a spirit once in a while and being like, hold on, I can do something to help. Conjuring a spirit for one person and they love it. And it just kind of builds from there in a really natural, genuine way with people being like, oh, wow, this really, like, helped me. It was silly and ridiculous and overblown. I can see that, but it helped me get to the truth of things. Yeah. It was early, early on just genuinely talking to the spirits, conjuring one making a shape and then sitting down and like having a cup of coffee 
and being like, did I do a good job as your doctor? And then mm-hmm. the person is like, yeah, no, you genuinely did. And the sad thought came through Catch's head of like, this conversation is, I'm, am I doing this? I might be, yeah. I think I'm making this conversation happen. I don't yeah. think I'm actually talking to anyone. And I think that's when the idea of I'm the only mm-hmm, person mm-hmm. who knows that I'm not actually having this conversation and I know what I can do. Although it may be a little morbid, I know that I can deal with this uh, weight, but I know that it'll do some great good if I can give this to the people of fantasy. That's real nice. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's a big load to bear being like a necromancer, but I think Catch Cavalier does it in a nice way of being like, ignorance is bliss. I can give these people some joy and some laughter and a last mm-hmm. moment with true last moment with their loved ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Question for you, though. A conflict. Yes. Does it ever go awry? I think it does. I think it goes awry in that, like, Catch can sense the emotional truth of things. Mm-hmm. But that's not always what people don't necessarily know that that what the deceased actually felt doesn't always line up with a what people want to hear and b what people think they know. So sometimes you'll go in and be like, sometimes you'll go in and be like, yeah, we're gonna hear grandma and she's probably gonna share some some wild old stories and be like a great storyteller. Like she's just grandma. She had a great quaint little life. She loved crafts. She might they might do a skit where they do crafts together. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And they start and she conjures grandma and she's like, God. I just wish I could get into the pit for one more fight. You know what I mean? I just wish I got one more fight in me. And they're like, I did not know that grandma was a pit fighter. Yeah, I don't know if my grandma was ever a pit fighter, but I guess that's some secret life. Well, that's a, yeah, and that's the thing. Then you go back and you look through her journals and it's like, oh God, yeah, grandma was like a oh, legendary shit. pit fighter. <laughs> In her day, oh my, ooh, it's like a nice way for people to get to know their loved ones at like this deep level because Catch Cavalier is throwing out some like secrets. Like I said, yeah, Catch Cavalier is, Catch Cavalier is hearing the voices, right? Yeah, like the genuine article. She is learning like what they want remember or what their what they leave behind what their ripple is what their ripple is but like that's not always what people think it's gonna be and it's not always what people want it to be (laughs) yeah my father was a brave knight oh no he was the fantasy he was geode's most legendary drag queen he he changed the entire game yeah and it's like oh wow i didn't i didn't fucking go dad yeah (laughs) fuck yeah dad and it's just like, yeah, it's just, it's getting to know people on a different level because, you know, there's shit in all of our lives that we might die and people might not know. Yeah, they'll ne- ooh. It's finding the thing that most, in your heart and your spirit, most identified, most, like, defined your life. Yeah. But that sometimes that's not what people think it's gonna be, and I think that's fascinating. Because in a true ghostly fashion, it's whatever anchors you to this world. And that's what they leave behind. Like, when this man died, he may have, he made everyone's uh, sense of fashion just a little stronger. And everyone thinking outside the gender norm in terms of clothing has just, you know, it shifted a little bit. Just, yeah, an imperceptible amount of like, oh, Hmm, okay. And meanwhile, yeah. the everyone on Earth, everyone on Fantasy at the moment is like, yeah, they're a brave knight. And they left behind a legacy of battles won. It's like, uh-uh, baby. The reason why you're wearing high heels right now, my boy, 
is because of your pops. It's like, holy fuck, that is incredible. <laughs> so I think that's how it goes awry, is like, you go in being like, oh man, Troy and Al hated each other. They're going to be fighting. We brought Al, Troy's dead. And then Troy comes back and he's like, Al, you were my only friend. I only fought with you like that. And they have like a heart-touching moment and you're like, oh man. Didn't expect that. Damn, no wonder Cat's Cavalier is the world's most charming necromancer. This is fucking beautiful. I like I how know, it right? started out as being like <laughs> this shit show of Jerry Springer, and then it's gradually evolved. Like, the cohesiveness of our episodes is hysterical, how it starts out as like <laughs> this shit show. Catch Cavalier is like, uh-oh, somebody, like Steve Wilkos is restraining a ghost, <laughs> and it turns into like this beautiful talk show. I love this. I love it. I love it to death. This is great. Um, do you want to roll on a quick like ideals and stuff like that? Some D and D. Yeah, tables? yeah, yeah. Let's do it. I've got uh, a background for an entertainer. Oh fuck! You yeah. thrive in front of an audience. You know how to entrance them, entertain them, and inspire them. Oh my god, lay it. Oh man, what do I got to roll? Oh well, first off, I want to go into the equipment. The equipment is a musical instrument of your choice, which is obviously Skelly's banjo. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, oh, Skelly's banjo. The skeleton is conjured, but the banjo is real? Yeah. Oh. That's, that, oh, I think Skelly is anchored to the banjo. Like, I think to make it permanent, you have to anchor the spirit to a thing. I love, it becomes sort of like a, a magical item in the way of, like a necromancy way. Yeah. Where it's like, it's what keeps them in this plane permanently. It's like a lich's phylactery, how, yes. like, the spirit is immortal as long as this thing is there. Yes. So it's just anchored to a banjo, and so, like, she brings out the banjo, and she's like, and joining me on stage, and she, like, throws the banjo in the air, and Skelly forms around it and starts playing the banjo. She throws it straight up in the air, and there's this big flash, and all of a sudden there's a skeleton doing a split midair, <laughs> holding the banjo, and it's like, hey! it's me, Skelly, welcome, welcome all to the Catch Cavalier Show. I don't have my full band here. You'll have to forgive me if the performance is a little bare bones. Holy shit. And even Catch Cavalier, Catch Cavalier, whoever the fuck she summoned this spirit, whatever data she read from the ley line to make Skelly. Every time Skelly talks, she takes a sip of water so no one can see her like grimace in disgust. <laughs> I think what it is is... You ever watch an episode of Conan when a joke just doesn't land? Yes. <laughs> and he's just like, that one was bad. I think it's a lot of that, but people don't, but like, she's a good enough actress where people don't realize that that's not a joke. Yeah, <laughs> She's no. just like, oh, this is fucking unbearable. And people are like, yeah. Because I think Skelly goes on for a while. Like, her warm-up <laughs> is like, have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? The goats of the round table have apparently taken in a pumpkin with them. Uh, apparently they needed a jack of all trades <laughs> and skelly then branches off and tells like 60 jokes in a row and catch has to do the uh skelly skelly thank you skelly yeah but have you heard about the bone garden of the bone city of bone garden you're like oh fuck we get it you're made out of bones <laughs> Like, please stop. Please stop, Skelly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck, Skelly makes me so happy. (laughs) Just this endless, endlessly (laughs) chattering skeleton wearing a, just has a banjo slung over his shoulder. Wearing a tuxedo. I saw him as ass naked. (laughs) 
Oh, you know what? Oh, yeah. He's just a naked just ass a skeleton of the banjo. <laughs> the banjo is positioned over where his privates would be. Yes. Like, oh, for, for, you know, because this is a family show. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's nothing down there. <laughs> I love Catch Cavalier. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, sorry. So. The other thing that I love is that they have the favor of an admirer, such as a love letter, lock of hair, or a trinket. Hmm. Oh, no. I, I have something, Jeff. May I? Go for it. I think it's a love letter um, from the, the, the first patient that ever came back that she ever invited for a cup of coffee. It was like her favorite patient that passed away. Right. I think before they passed, they wrote a letter to catch Cavalier. Being like, thank you for making my last moments so joyful and so full of laughter. And it's this like beautiful reminder of what, although this journey is difficult and this path that she's taking as a comedic necromancer may be dark and morbid, the real reason is for giving people alive some moments of joy. Yes, I love that. I love it, love it, love it. Okay, cool. What else? What else so they got? Let's roll on some tables. Fuck yeah. What do I got? What do I need? Uh, roll me a D8 for a personality trait. Holy shit. I think I picked up a D8 on my first try. DDD eight. Eight. I change my mood or my mind as quickly as I change key in a song. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect, because we were talking about how, like, the spirit will say what the spirit's gonna say, just, like, amplified, so Catch has the ability to just be, like, to go from, like, silly jokes to heartfelt emotional moments. Yeah. And I mean, someone who's doing something so kind of morally fucked up at some at some <laughs> level has yep. to be able to like turn off their conscience at some point when they someone's like, I just want to see my grandma one more time. Well, we just so happen to have your grandma right now. And she's like sliding down a wacky slide into like a kiddie pool full of whipped cream. It suddenly becomes like the double dare uh, obstacle course, <laughs> but of all dead relatives. And like they're having a blast and it's amazing to watch. But at some level, Catch Cavalier is like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Roll me a D6 for their ideal. One, horsey. One, perfect. One is beauty. When I perform, I make the world better than it was. Oh, my God. That can, literally cannot be more perfect. Roll me a D6 for their bond. Four, turtle. I idolize a hero of the old tales and measure my deeds against that person's. Hmm. 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 I've got it. It is the only show that Catch Cavalier had to cancel. Because she did not feel comfortable making it a performance. She met Arthur. Stop. And he lived up to, he lived up to all of the stories. At least the spirit. The thing is because Arthur, his spirit was so strong. It like came forward. She couldn't change it. Yeah, she couldn't change it. And it was just too much for her. Yeah, you can't change that. I think backstage they were warming up and it's like, Arthur, are you ready to put on one hell of a show? And he's like, I'm ready to look Jeremy in the face and see what he's become. It's like, what? I'm ready to see the prosperity of my kingdom in my absence. I'm ready to I'm ready to bid farewell to the people that I have guarded for so long. And she's like, I can't. This is too like it was too much for her. Yeah. She's like, I, this is too real for me. Because of the ideal of wanting to make the world beautiful when an incredibly powerful spirit like takes not takes. Yeah, kind of takes over her and doesn't allow her to embellish. Mm-hmm. I think that's when she's like, nope, for the sake of all that is good in this world, I can't let this one 
this one can't go on. This sketch is getting cut. But I think it was such a powerful experience to see that, like, to see, like, the sheer power of somebody of Arthur's importance. Yeah, to see the echo that they've had. It's like, holy shit, are his words echoing in me? It's like, I think it changed her and it made her want to be better. Yeah. Ooh, I think she got curious, honestly. I think she's heard tales of King Arthur, the, you know, he's a funny guy. He takes care of himself. He's really into, like, hairstyling. And he's just an overall, Mm -hmm. like, legendary leader. It's like, ooh, I want to talk to him. So she goes digging through the voices and pulls him out and has, like, a quick interview and is just so inspired. Yeah. I want to change the world like you did. Maybe that's why she cancels it is because, like... It was like such a person, like talking to Arthur was such a personal moving experience. Yeah. She's just like, I can't. In the end, she's like, that was for me. Like, I'm not Mm -hmm. going to share. I'm not willing to share that with anyone. Like what we talked about. Because I think, oh, I got it. I think Arthur like came forward and like echoed. But everything he said was about catch. Because he's so like, his, his echo is so powerful that it like. Res it like specifically bounced off of catch. Yeah. So he was like, "You're doing good work," Ooh. and she's like, "Okay, but like, how do you feel about the Kingdom of Iron Hill? I think there is sadness in it, but I trust you to bring light to it." And she's like, I- "Okay, yeah, okay, I can do that." It was a lot more than catch bargained for talking yeah. to Arthur in a career full of falsehoods and embellishments that she has created, she finally experienced something genuine and real. Mm -hmm. And that was what was going to be, uh, that would be the goal for all of this. Yeah. Trying to recreate what she gave that, what Arthur gave her, but with her own twist, of course, as an entertainer of like comedy and lightness, but also heartfelt. Okay. Okay. If that though, do you think big Jeremy has ever contacted her? I think. And has been like, you know what I want to see. Okay, I've got it. Okay. I got it. Actually, this is interesting. Yes, she has, out of her own knowledge of, like, I can't go through that. Like, it was too powerful an experience for me to go through again. Yeah. She's, like, lied to him and, like, big-timed him a little bit. Yeah. Was like, I'm real busy. I've got a lot of shows lined up. Like, I'll see what I can do, blah, blah, blah. And Jeremy does not like her. Ooh. Because he's kind of like, oh, she's she's absorbed by fame, despite the fact that there's, like, a deeper reason. Wow. Oh, she takes, she takes being hated by the one and only Big Jeremy to protect him from, I mean, it must be, it would be, it would be too much, I think, for him to come face to face as an adult with King Arthur. Yes. Yes. And she's keeping him from that. Oof, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, if he's going to hate me, he's going to hate me. But like, it's the only thing I can't tell him. I can't tell him that I'm not strong enough to have that interview again. Yeah. Oh, or she knows some secret that she just can't. Oh. She can't bear to tell Jeremy. Yeah. He, She wants him like everyone else to keep living in whatever memory he has. She wants to preserve that and keep what she knows locked away forever. Mm-hmm. Aww. I think there's a lot of things going into it, yeah. Do you want to know her flaw? I do want to know her flaw. Roll me a d6. Six, eagle. Despite my best efforts, I am unreliable to my friends. I mean, there's no time. I think that's interesting and tragic. It is tragic. No, I think a lot has to do with there's a there's a duty to telling the stories of the dead and giving everything to the people. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it makes an unreliable person when work, it's all just work. It's all dedicated to this craft of shaping the dead and putting on a show. Yeah. Necromancy is not an easy, it's not an easy life channeling the spirits of the ley line mm-hmm. and giving mm-hmm. them sh- accurate, genuine shape and doing them justice because she's just basically making a portrait. It's just a recreation. It's not, yeah, it's not real. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's it's pretty sad. And I think also there's an element of there's probably an element of entitlement to the people like her that she's friends with. Ooh, let me talk to my mom, please. Yeah, there's probably like, hey, come on, come on, dad. Like, I think there's a lot of different things. I think that it's like, yeah, come on, like I want to talk to my mom, and she's like, it's bid. She's like, I I can't. I'm booked in five other cities. <laughs> I'm eating dinner. And I think people also think that it's like because she makes it look so easy. Yeah. That I think people think that it's easier than it is. But it's a very demanding practice. Yeah. And so they're like, come on down, like conjure some ghosts, we'll play party games. And she's like, no, it's not. It's a, it's not what you think it is. It's not that, like, come on now. But of course the lie remains of just like, I'm just too busy. Yeah. I don't think she wants anyone to know how necromancy really works and how fucked up it really is. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. man. God damn. Catch Cavalier. Oh, uh, what a great character. It's typical Aaron and Jeff. Starts out real goofy, ends tragic. No, it's not yeah. tragic, though. It's just, uh, just a woman driven by an artistic duty. Yeah. Which is beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Thank you Thank for that prompt. Thank you, Dave. Fuck. Uh, Catch Cavalier, the world's most charming necromancer. Okay, emoji. And then Scully emoji. Scully. Uh, um, if you'd like to submit a prompt of your own, there's many ways you can do that. You can tweet us at amfc underscore podcast on twitter you can also use the hashtag fantasy children we also have an email all my fantasy children at gmail.com you can also hit us up on facebook at facebook.com slash all my fantasy children and if you really enjoy the show uh we now have launched a, an official patreon yes consider backing us uh we have a lot of really cool rewards yeah behind the scenes stuff early release all that kind of good stuff yeah and also Jeff has another podcast, Skelly, away! Yes, I do. It's called Party of One. It's an actual play about two-player role-playing games. We sort of played a noble-themed game of Dungeons and Dragons this week. It was a lot of fun. I'd say check it out. Yeah, really. Get sink your teeth into that one. You have a verbal hug this week? My hug this week is love what you love and don't feel ashamed of it. Ooh. You know, be passionate and informed and responsible about the things that you love, but I don't believe in guilty pleasures. Mm. And I feel like I want you to feel guiltless pleasure about the things that bring you joy, even if they are, even if people might not dig on them, they're yours, they're the things that you love, and that makes them special. Yeah, totally. Don't let anybody tell you that what makes you happy, what you have to be called to dinner to get pulled away from, you know what I mean? Things you just can't yeah. let go of, uh, things that truly bring you happiness. Don't let anybody fuck that up for you. Fuck no. me, fuck them. This is your life. Those things are special, and those things are meaningful, and celebrate those things. And that feeling is totally valid, and that feeling is legit, and you're allowed to have mm-hmm. it. Tell these people yes. to go suck a butt. Yes, you can tell them we said that. Yeah, <laughs> I can be like Jeff and Aaron told you, uh, told me to tell you to suck a butt. And then Aaron said, go fuck yourself. Yes. So thanks, guys. Uh, Thank you so much. Yeah. And until next time. Good night and good game. game.